0: hello welcome to touch by prayer i am lisa perna holy moly it is gonna be one heck of a show because what we are going to talk about today well we're going to talk about dead racing that's right because in light of saint patrick's day oh so you thought that saint patrick's day was only about the snakes You thought that St. Patrick's Day was only about drinking a beer and maybe having some potatoes? Oh, no, no, no. St. Patrick raised people from the dead. Yes. In fact, he raised 30 people from the dead. Oh, excuse me. And a horse. That's right. Don't be telling me that, you know, people don't have a will and that we can't do these things and all, all this other stuff because my guest is Tyler Johnson. First of all, love Tyler. Ah, just love Tyler. He's like a spiritual son to me. I adore him and his teaching and his revelation about what it is to raise the dead. It is so spot on that it's going to make you understand the great commissioning that Jesus gave you. Yeah, that's right. Jesus told us to go out and to lay hands on the sick and that they shall recover. But guess what? He also told us to go and raise the dead. How can we raise the dead? How is it possible? I think after you hear Tyler, I think you're going to start to think that all things are possible with God. So without further ado, Mr. Tyler Awesome Johnson. Tyler, thank you so much for coming on Touch My Prayer. You know how much I love you.
1: I love you too, dude. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you are just the best. Okay. So let's let's get into this because you said, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, oh, St. Patrick's Day. Amen. Hello, it is St. Patrick's Day. Don't you think that we should talk about raising the dead?
1: Come
0: on. <laughs> and let's not just talk about St. Patrick's Day. Let's talk about all the saints. Let's talk about what they have been doing. Come that on. throughout like history, the reason that people become saints is because they've done miracles. Mm. That is according to the Catholic. like Totally. That's what they say. They say, "Oh well, it, it's because you know they they did miracles, so they saw stuff. They saw signs and wonders, but totally. yet our modern day church doesn't see it, do they?" <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> I'm we, won't to we won't say that.
0: <laughs> oh come on, let's just say it. Oh, you know what? Let's see. We're <laughs> 2021. Let's just let's just call it out.
1: Right. Exactly. Come on. Come on. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, man. Saint Patrick raised, and he didn't just raise thirty. The low, the low end is thirty-three. Some historians said as many as like seventy-five.
0: Come on, and some were um, very dead. That's I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. It's crazy because I think that um, faith can take you anywhere in the kingdom, right? And Matthew twenty-eight, we have that situation where. Jesus gave up his spirit and then the the earth shook and the rock split. And it says the bodies of many holy people came forth from the graves. And uh, there's no, the Bible doesn't dictate how long those people have been dead for, right? We don't know. Um, But the fact that many came out of the graves means that not all of them were, you know, buried last week. So I think that there's biblical precedence for believing outside the box, you know, like St. Patrick did. um, For people that had been, had passed a while before, uh, and what is it about us as humans where we want to like always find the limitations of what God can't do, and then try to function within some kind of like box? Why, yes. why do we do
0: that? We can't comprehend the awesomeness of our God.
1: I guess, we, I guess we
0: just, so. We just can't think that that God. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that after he was crucified and resurrected from the dead, he was going to come and dwell and live inside us so that we would become little Jesuses. See, we can't comprehend that type totally. of theology.
1: It's crazy. The whole <laughs> Bible is crazy. I mean, you think about what the Bible actually talks about. The whole mm-hmm. Bible is nuts. It is. It's just wonderfully, beautifully nuts, you know?
0: Well, let's talk about why, why i know that you were a card carrying dead razor come on (laughs) not many people have that tyler i'm just gonna say that like there aren't a lot of people who can walk around and go yeah let me just get out my card
1: (laughs) you know what if we all were going for it we probably would have those cards here we go you know
0: Here
1: we go so you're asking why i have the card
0: I want to no, know, yes, because well, I know the story, but my audience doesn't know the story. So why don't you go ahead and share that?
1: Well, I mean, really, we got Lisa's referring to a card from our state that um, allows me entrance into any any situation, um, like if nine eleven happened in Seattle, I could be down on ground zero and walk into collapsed buildings and the cops wouldn't be able to stop me that kind of thing and the reason why I got that was because I kept putting myself in situations where um, I'd be able to pray for people that had died Um, and not long after that with enough of doing that kind of thing you know you're the people around you that have the authority to give you the ability to do that with access. You know, they gave me a card, uh, the Washington state gave me a card that uh, enabled me to do that. So it's like, I think sometimes we're like, I think in the kingdom we do it backwards. Sometimes we're like, well, I don't really know how to go about, doing the thing that the Bible tells me to do, say like, pray to raise the dead. Cause I don't know where any dead people are. And I was like, well, where do you think they keep dead people? It's car accidents. It's the morgue. It's the
0: mm-hmm.
1: hospital, it's funeral homes. And so we just started targeting all those places. I would chase hot, I would chase um, ambulances. I would became a hospital chaplain. I began to print out flyers and stuff for our, our funeral homes in town. And we just started going for it. Like, and I think that when, you make an effort in faith, like God makes a way for you, doesn't he? He does. So um instead of wondering how you're gonna get access into a morgue or a funeral home, whatever, just start praying for the dead. Just start going for it. Like don't overthink it. Just obey.
0: And, well I think uh, that's that's a hard part like for for us because there's so many there's so many things and and we can be so deterred especially because there are so many people who don't believe that. But if yeah. we're, I, I think, especially after we went through the um, catastrophe that was 2020, we, we are looking at things in a very different way. And I believe that God is is raising us up to even do greater things. I think that the greater yeah. things that Jesus spoke about, that greater things you will do, I think that that's where we're kind of heading to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So let me, I know, right?
0: God bless 2020. (laughs) Okay, so because I've gotten to hear all your stories, I I do want to kind of talk a little bit about the saints. Now, do you know, because I know that you have been invited into a lot of different Catholic churches, correct? Because they want to hear this, which is really funny. They they want to hear.
1: They want to know their legacy. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's not just Protestants that have forgotten what God's done. It's the it's the Catholics who it was their testimonies to begin with. But so much of the supernatural gets sifted out of churches now. You know, you can't just walk into a church and tell people that St. Patrick, who people drink green beer on the day of celebration, you know, that he raised people from the dead that have been dead for many years. Nobody in church going in for Sunday service is wanting to hear that. They don't want to hear the supernatural. They just want a little ear tickle. They just want a couple, you know, with the fuzzies from worship and then move on with their day and get some Chick-fil-A. it's like, well, you can't go to, Sundays,
0: right? you can't go to Chick-fil-A on Sundays. Yeah,
1: yeah. But it's uh, a
0: holy chicken.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what to do, Lisa. Cause who I am as a person, I'm just an intense person. So like, I guess yep. most people don't want, I guess they want like a social club out of church. I don't know. I, I want to change the world.
0: Oh, come on. I want,
1: I want to help people that need help. And I want to save lives because we're like, We're, we're living in a time when that is what we need to be doing. Like the house is on fire. It's time to get people out. And uh, I don't know. So to me, like, I don't get going to church just to have a nice little social club that doesn't make sense to me. Like it's, it's gotta, you know, for me to go to a church, it's gotta want to change the world. It's gotta want to make an impact. It's gotta believe in the supernatural. Um, So
0: anyways. It's interesting because I did, there was a book that I found that talks about the different saints and these different saints, like what they did is that, you know, a lot of them actually raised the dead. And if you look at some of these, these different books, they, they talk about even St. Nicholas, St., you know, who is Santa Claus. He actually was rescuing kids. Come on now. He was, there you go. Come on. He was rescuing kids. Because were they the ones who were put in pickle jars?
1: This is the barrel they were in, yeah.
0: Yeah, so they were like in a pickle barrel. They were pickling kids because
1: they cut them up.
0: Then they would cut them up and they would they would eat them. So this is not something that oh my gosh, this is no, this has been happening for years, for centuries, since the foundations of time, since since Cain and Abel. It's been happening and now we're starting to hear about these things again and people are like, "Well, you're crazy." Well, no, because history repeats itself
1: 100%.
0: So, so let's talk about Saint Nicholas. Do you know anything? Yeah, Saint Nick?
1: Well, this the main story that asked to do Saint Nick was he had a vision of three kids being butcher, butchered and put in a pickling barrel so that people could eat them because it was a wicked innkeeper that he didn't have any food. It was a famine all this stuff. So he's just kidnapped some kids and killed them. Um, anyways, St. Nick followed the leading of the Lord, went to the, the, um, the inn where he thought this guy might be. He found that wicked innkeeper, the guy took him down down to the barrel where the children were in the barrel, butchered up, you know, dead. And he prayed over it and three children popped out of the barrel alive This right here is a, this is a mold you guys for chocolate. Godiva chocolate.
0: Oh, come on.
1: Godiva chocolate. um, They used to around Christmas time, they would release this St. Nick solid, solid um, chocolate statue. Um, It's now discontinued because people started to learn what this part was, which was Mm -hmm. three children being raised from the dead by the, by, by the power of Christ, right. By Jesus. And, um, you know, I had read about this testimony, um, and I had heard that Godiva Chocolate had made these, you know, solid chocolate statues. And one day, I went on eBay and found this, this, uh, this on eBay. This is one of the real ones with the print and everything. The I don't know if you can see it. There's a number on there uh-huh. of the the mold from the company. Anyways, so that's Saint Nick. But um, you know, Saint Nick is just one in a long line of of people that that raised the dead. And the bottom line is to everybody listening to the 38 people listening, you know, Romans eight says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in you. So you've already got resurrection power living in you. Now, all you have to do is start to try. This has been the message we've had for over a decade to people. We go to churches, we train them in this stuff. We talk to them about it. Just try. Don't over-spiritualize it. Don't feel like you need to be in seminary to do it or a pastor of 20 years. Like you are the hands and the feet of Jesus and your hands are Holy ghost defibrillators and you can release the power of God on something even that has died um, and bring it back to life because the spirit of God is within you. Wow. So just try, like don't make it harder than that. Like just try to obey God. He said to raise the dead. It was a commandment. It wasn't a suggestion in Matthew 10, eight. So just go for it. Have fun with the Holy ghost. Someone in here asked if um, I can't go down again, but someone asked if we, call out the spirit of death out of them. Um, honestly, we just go in and we just pray whatever Holy Spirit gives to us. Um, and many, you know, in scripture, Jesus, uh, one time he wept with the people grieving and then he calls Lazarus out who is rotting by the way. Um, you know, for a lot of people praying for the dead today, you know, we've heard, we've heard people get into these situations that are pretty intense when you're praying for the dead and, and, Sometimes, say if someone's embalmed or or they have lost a limb or whatever it is, people always think these different physical things limit God's ability to do a miracle. What I love about this Lazarus story is that Lazarus was rotting. He was decomposing, you guys. And we don't know how bad, but I mean, he was not in, in good shape, right? We're talking the Middle Eastern heat up in here, right? And Jesus calls him forth from the grave and he walks out. Uh, another time, you know, he calls the girl's spirit back to her body. So our encouragement to people is just be led by Holy Ghost. He knows what to pray. He knows what to say. Um, and uh, if that looks like rebuking spirit of death, um, do your thing. You know, we don't have any rules or regulations on this thing. We just say, follow Holy Spirit and always be possessed by love, Right.
0: Come on, um, that's a good word right there.
1: So, it, yeah,
0: it, it's all about love. It's all about love. It's all about love. Love's
1: honestly, Lisa. I'll be mm-hmm. real with you. Love's the only thing that can keep me in this because we've had so we've had 22 people get raised from the dead. That's great, but we've had a ton not get raised. And the heartbreak that I allow myself to walk through with each grieving family, my friend Hannah just lost her baby. She just mm-hmm. this the other day, she had. She uh, gave birth to a stillborn and we were all praying. And dude, every time it's heartbreaking. A friend of mine lost his son to suicide just a few weeks ago. And and um, I get called on these things where I get involved at least, even if they don't call me, I'm praying for them, right? And yeah. um, man, I, I involve my heart every time on this. And there's nothing other than love that would keep me in it. Because cause, dude, I'll tell you what, you know, people hear about dead raising. They're like, oh, power. and. <laughs> you know, all this yeah. notoriety and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, no, actually, a lot of times it just means you're just like weeping with those that weep. Like uh, it's it's back to servant leadership, you
0: mm-hmm. know? Well, and if you look at like when when the woman, well, when the child died and, and Jesus came, there were a couple of things that he did do. First of all, he told every single person who was grieving, get out. So yeah. he shifted the atmosphere from a place of doubt he took just the parents, and he only brought Peter, James, and John. All the disciples were probably with him, but right. he just took Peter, James, and John because there has to be a unity. There has to be that that place that 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 doubt that that um, truth that is not a reality. Because when you're operating into the supernatural, you can't look at the natural. That's why it's yeah. called supernatural. You have to have super foresight. You have to have a super focus. You have to do things that you wouldn't possibly do in the natural. That's why it's yeah. supernatural. And so, you really one of have
1: to be blind to the natural, it's true. you
0: do. And so, when he said to the little girl, It's time to wake up, it's time to wake up. It wasn't like, I rebuke all the demons, you know, (laughs) like we can get ourselves so like wrapped up into spirituality, but there have, there have been some times that I was praying for somebody who was in a coma and I heard the Lord say, it's time to get up now. That's all I heard. And then she got up from a coma. Like so simple. I was calling her name, wake up, wake up, wake up. And then it's time to wake up now. That's it. There was no sh- you know, like when the Holy Spirit is in it, when you feel that the presence of God is in it, it it makes things effortless, and you just kind of follow His lead. It's kind of like follow yeah. the leader, but too many peoples want it. Too many people want to be the leader. They don't want to let the Holy Spirit lead.
1: One hundred percent. Too okay. many chiefs, not enough Indians.
0: Come on, there you go. Okay, so I just let's follow
1: Jesus, man. That's I'm no it. chief. I can't do. I could barely run my own life. I just follow him. Mm. And, uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. So let's, let's just talk about, um, a couple of stories and then we're going to kind of, we're going to switch into some supernatural because see you are an author. Yes, he is. He's an author and he wrote a book, the dead are raised. So there you go. Lots of resurrection stories by Tyler G Johnson. And the G is for great. That's just my personal thing, but he also has a book. And it's called stories of the supernatural and it's finding God. This was the best finding God in Walmart and other unlikely places. This is one of my favorite books that you wrote because it is real deal. You go in for diapers and have an encounter. (laughs) It's like, seriously, that that's what I love about you. It's like, dude, all right. Like, Oh my gosh, Tyler, should we, (laughs) should we tell them about how, like, even when you go out on an adventure, how God will give you your gelato. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's so true
0: you know like he's not going to keep anything from you when you choose to do the good thing because Amen. we were right before we we went into the lockdown we went into new york city and it was it was me and tyler and another friend of ours nick and so we went into new york city and we were praying over um over uh, a wall street and we went to the bowl and we decided that we were supposed to have, because from the prompting of the Holy spirit, we were supposed to go and get um, communion. And so, but I wanted gelato, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, communion gelato. Okay. So I said, okay, we'll go get, we'll, we'll do communion. It's more important. So we went and we got our, we did our communion. It was like this crazy encounter because across the street, there was this Jewish um, it was like an RV that was playing like traditional Jewish music as we're oh, taking our communion and we're getting wrecked. We're just getting wrecked. It was so fun. But as we're rushing, cause we had to get you to the, to the airport. And we're like rushing to go back to the, to the train station. We're trying to get back onto the train to get back to the car, to get you back to the airport. And as we're coming through, what do we find? Gelato. Boom. Cause he he doesn't take anything from you. And that one of those stories, the reason I bring up that story is that sometimes we think that we have to sacrifice so much and God doesn't want to mm-hmm. reward us or doesn't want to give to us. Like, oh yeah. So well, you you didn't get your gelato. And I'm using this just to be an example, you know, well, you didn't get your gelato, but you did, you know, well, I chose the better thing, but then God rewarded me for choosing the better thing. And I thought that. Like so many times that you have done stuff, God has given you the better. One of my favorite favorite stories that you talk about is when you prayed over the first person when you were on a uh, missions trip. Do you mind sharing that with the Which woman? Story? Oh my gosh, the woman, the woman on the floor <laughs> in the Are back you of the building. About the lady? Yes. Yep. i mean, actually, I'm. Know, I know I'm going to actually give you full screen. I'm going to, I'm going to disappear for just a second because this is such a good story. All right, go ahead and tell them the story.
1: Okay. Well, to tell this story, to give it, i am seeing. first off, I just have to say, I'm seeing all these comments on the side and I want to respond to you guys, but I'm going to listen to what Lisa said. And I'm going to tell this story first. Um, Darren, I saw your question. No, it's important. What's up?
0: No, I'm going to say you do whatever you feel like you're supposed to do. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. All
1: right. All right. I'm going back. Um, but those are really good questions, you guys. And um, my, my heart goes out to all of you guys because I want to spend time with each one of you talking about these things. Um, I realize that resurrection power and stuff, it brings up a lot of questions and they're really important. So if Lisa wants to, we can go back and talk about those um, because I had many years of needing to ask those same questions. And Holy Spirit was really patient with me and showed me through the scriptures um, how to come to a place of faith on a lot of that stuff. So, okay. So Lisa was talking about this story of the first real healing I ever saw um, in my life, and um, this was this was many years ago. Actually, this was like this was probably like 18 years ago for me. And, um, at the time I was me too. Kay. Me too. At the time I was, um, a Baptist boy and, uh, God bless them, man. They, the Baptist, um, even though they didn't believe in the supernatural and we skipped over, you know, first Corinthians 14 and, and 12, <laughs> um, they did put in me a value for the word of God, which I'm really, I'm very thankful for because Everything that I believe comes from the Bible and personal encounters I've had with the Lord that line up with that. Um, so, all right. Um, I'm a Baptist kid. I've never seen miracles before. I have no grid for any of that. And we drive in, we're in Mongolia and we drive like like a day and a half along these terrible dirt roads. And we get to this place called Lake Khovsgol. It's in northern Mongolia. We went up there because we had heard that there was this people group in the forest that had gotten saved a couple weeks prior. And our leader, who is a YWAM guy, youth with a mission, he said that God wanted to do some work with them up there. Now, we didn't know what that entailed. We just went and uh, we got up there and he sprung it on us that God wanted to do some physical healing with them. Now, I didn't have a grid for that, so I'd, I couldn't even be excited about that. Like, isn't that weird that religion can dull you so much that you're not excited when God wants to go physically heal some people? It's because of unbelief. That's all it was. And so he throws us in some vans, four of us. At the time, all of us that were going, we were all going to Biola University, the Bible Institute of Los Angeles down in La Mirada, California. And uh, these Bible kids have never seen a miracle, even though they're on every page of your Bible. Miracles aren't seriously every page of the Bible, but whatever. And, uh, we get to the people and they basically live in, like on a field, like on a hill that was overlooking this field, went down and they lived in Gares, these little tents, Mongolian yurt, Gare things. And, uh, there was probably 40 people there and we got there and our leader had told us to pray for the sick, but we didn't know how to do that. Right. We didn't have like the Randy Clark School of Healing at the time or anything else. You know, I didn't even know anyone that had ever seen a healing before. I mean, if someone had claimed that, I wouldn't have believed them. And uh, we start because we didn't know how to even start to do what our leader told us to do. We basically uh, (laughs) we basically didn't do what he said to do. So we started doing a drama. We like, I don't know. We were just confused. And finally, I remember just being like, you know what, like I don't know what our leader was talking about, but I did believe in obeying your leader and submitting to someone, right? I was submitted to this dude during this trip, and I'm not trying to talk about submission in a control way or anything like that, but I just knew that we needed to try to do what he said. So I said, if you are sick, raise your hands, and we're going to come out and pray for you. We had a translator with us, and... She she translated that and and the Mongolian people who, again, they live in the middle of nowhere, you guys. They start raising their hands and we break off and we start going and praying for people. I don't even know if we knew what laying on of hands was like we were as green as you can be like we were not seasoned, right? Right. And I remember standing there in front of the group and the group parted and this man came through and he grabbed my hand and he took me to the back and in the back on the ground in a ball was a, uh, woman that was, she looked like a human knot. She, her, her limbs were all tied up and I, I, she was a mess. She was totally crippled, um, it, the the deformity of her body was extreme. It was like something you'd see on the streets in Calcutta. Like it was her bones were, were bent. They weren't just out of place or anything. They were bent. I remember this bone specifically. I don't even know what this bone is called. The one between your elbow and your uh, wrist. This bone was bent like this. Okay. It looked like a half circle and on, on both of her arms, you know, and, um, so, the man looked at me that had taken. What's up, Jeremy? We love you too. Uh, the man that had taken me over to the woman looked at me, and he he went like this, like a universal symbol for praying. He went. He said, "You pray for her," and he pointed at her. She was right at her feet on the ground, and and I freaked out inside. You guys, to be totally honest, I just flipped out. I was scared. Uh, you know, fear of man was all over it. You know, what is there to be scared of, dude? These are like bush people that that don't even know what I'm saying. You know, I'm speaking English. What is there to be scared of? But it didn't matter. I was scared. And so I just said in my heart to God. I just said, "Lord, I don't know what to do." And the Lord spoke to me right there as a as a Baptist kid that had never been taught how to hear the voice of the Lord or anything. Like I knew that I knew that I knew that God was speaking to me. And uh, the Lord said, if Jesus Christ were here right now, what would he do? Now, put yourself in my shoes. Never seen a miracle. Um, I have no grid for that whatsoever, right? I I close my eyes and I picture Jesus in the flesh standing next to me. And... I suddenly, like, blazed through the Gospels that covered the life of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I thought about how I couldn't, like, I looked for one situation where someone connected Jesus to their problem and he turned them away. In other words, I was looking for one time where God didn't heal someone that needed to be healed, that was asking him to heal him. And, um... I couldn't come up. I couldn't think of one situation. Like you even have the Samaritan woman and Jesus still heals her, right? Like he talks about the bread and the dogs and all that stuff and he still heals her. So I couldn't, I couldn't come up with one situation, which was a little frustrating because see if I'd been able to come up with a situation where God had not healed someone, then I could feel okay about not giving my all to this situation because I had an excuse, basically a loophole. But I, I, in like under a second, I realized, and somehow no one had ever taught me this. They'd never taught me this at Bible school. They'd never taught this to me in all the years that I grew up in church. My dad was a pastor. Like no one ever told me that every single person that ever asked Jesus to heal him, he healed. That's crazy. For a Baptist kid, that's like a moment of revelation. That's a life altering moment. And I just told the Lord, I said, if Jesus were here right now, I have zero doubt he would heal this woman. I know that he would because he always did. And the Lord said, that's right. And he said, um, he goes, Jesus is here right now. And it was like I saw myself in third person perspective. I watched Jesus step into my body. And then the Lord spoke with a bunch of authority and he he didn't ask me. He told me, and he said, "Son, healed a woman." And uh, it was like all the mental barriers, you guys, that we learn in church and that we carry as Christians, and all the fear and all the doctrines and everything that flies in the face of a supernatural lifestyle. All that kind of just like went out the window, and I was just like, "We're supposed to be like Jesus, and Jesus healed everyone that came to him." So I. I just stood over the woman and I just said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And I opened my eyes and nothing had happened. But I was sure that I'd heard from God. So I just was like, hey, even Jesus prayed twice. Like he prayed for that blind guy twice. Remember that? Like the guy doesn't get his full healing. And so Jesus prays again and suddenly the guy has 100% healing. And Jesus had the fullness of the spirit. Like he was God. Uh so I don't know how that works but if he has to do it twice maybe I do. So I prayed the same exact prayer again. I just said Jesus heal the woman. And I opened my eyes and this time there's no translator. This time she I'm looking down at her and she begins to smile. And uh I thought that's odd. And then she began to move her right arm and I remember she started moving it and it was making these popping and cracking sounds and it was it was uncomfortable listening to it. Like I don't know if you guys have ever felt that feeling, but like when someone, anytime someone really moves in faith, there's risk involved. And I, and like her desire to move her arm with all that cracking and popping and and her continuing to do it, despite the cracking and popping, like she was manifesting a spirit of faith. It was powerful. And dude, she didn't know you guys what I said. She only speaks Mongolian and I was speaking English. So I don't know why she's moving her arm. Like I'm like, I've got, you know, I I have a spirit of stupid on me at the time, right? I don't know what's going on. I don't understand why she's moving her arm. Is she uncomfortable? Is she like, is she adjusting herself? What's happening? But soon I realized that she stretched out her arm and she, I remember distinctly, she went like this with her hand and went like this with her fingers. And when she put her arm out, I realized that it was straight, that the bone that had been a half circle was straight. And then I had this distinct feeling of fear. (laughs) And it wasn't like God's going to squash me, God's mad at me or anything like that. But it was like holy fear of the Lord. Like, because I realized, like, I'm watching a miracle happen. So God must be here. And I'm not, I'm so deaf and dumb that I don't even know that the creator of the universe is clearly here. Like I wanted to take off my shoes. You know what I mean? Like I was it it blew my mind. It scared me. It was it scared me one that he that this was happening and two that I could be so oblivious to the presence of God. And um so I remember she stretched her arm and and then and the whole okay so I look up and I look at the the village people and they're all quiet just staring at her. And so at that point, my faith kind of expanded because uh, all the ideas of like she's just making this up or like I've even seen this this fake miracle video go around Facebook where this lady like has this messed up arm and she like stretches it out. And people researched it and found out that that lady does it at different healing revival meetings and it's a fake miracle and all this stuff. And so that kind of thing was going through my head, right? And when I looked at all the people in the village looking around, like when I looked at them and I saw that they were all just staring at her in awe, I realized like, okay, something's happening. Like this is a real miracle. Then she begins to do her other arm. Cause see, I'm not quick to jump on calling it a miracle. I'm not for that. Like, I want to find out—is it really happening? We do this in India. We're like, "Okay, you're healed. Great. Well, tell us—you know—how does it feel?" And da 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 da. You know, we want to know. Like, if it's if a miracle didn't happen, we'll pray again. It's okay, you know. And so she stretches out her second arm with cracking and popping again, and it goes straight. And then she took those arms that just moments before had just been broken, tangled up messes, and she put them on either side of her crumpled up legs. And she pushed her body up into the air and put those crumpled legs underneath her. And she proceeded with these emaciated, skinny legs. And by the way, she was like in her seventies. She proceeded to stand up on legs that were, they were still distorted. When she put them underneath her, I remember they were still messed up. It's like, it's like the um, silver and gold, I have not, but what I do have, I give to you. And Peter It doesn't say that when he said that they were healed. Sometimes the miracle happens when you speak. It's a declarative power, like Like a prophetic declaration that creates a new reality. But other times there's an act of faith. It says that Peter stretched out his arm and grabbed the person. And it was like the miracle still hadn't happened. He pulled them up. And as he does a faith, risky move like he could have pulled them up and they just fell flat on their face again right but when peter pulls them up boom the miracle happens it takes place and it was like an it was a risky act of faith right and this lady was doing the same thing like her legs were still messed up and she's tried to stand on them anyways and she i remember she slowly pushes up on her legs and they're cracking and popping and i remember as clear as day you guys i was standing straight up and i remember she came and f- her her face raised up till she was level with me and looking me in the eyes with this like bright smile on her face, and my brain cannot. Why my brain can't comprehend it? Why is it that I could accept the fact that she was crippled, but when she wasn't crippled anymore, that was hard for my brain to accept. I don't, I don't understand that. Like what what is it about how we're quick to to. Embrace unbelief, but we're slow to embrace like the reality of faith. you know, I don't know what it is, but but she smiled at me and and it was starting to dawn on me, but I don't think I was fully like convinced yet, okay? all of a sudden, we were on this hill, and all of a sudden, this lady that I would guess is in her 70s, she ran down the hill, just took off, running, and it was like at that moment. All the the unbelief couldn't stay anymore. Like, I had to believe that God had done a miracle because not only is a seventy plus year old not usually run down a a hill in the grass, right? But a cripple doesn't run unless they've really been healed. And 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 so that unbelief fell off me, and I ran. I didn't know what to do. I was just standing there. And I ran down after her, and I caught up with her, and I grabbed hands with her, and we began to swing each other like a like a dad and a daughter do when when they're when they're just being joyful and playing, like we were just swinging each other around, and you guys we were just screaming like we were we weren't we weren't doing what we do in church, we weren't doing like, oh praise God, praise God, we were blood curdling screaming, there was no we had zero care of what anyone else thought. We just were <laughs> just screaming, just looking at each other. We couldn't even say, I love you to each other, but we were speaking so clearly. Like we were just dancing and screaming and flipping out. And I have a picture of her and I, and I'm, I remember the shirt I was wearing and I have my arm around her and we're both just beaming at the camera. It changed my life. And and one, it changed my life because it told me that Jesus demonstrated to us the will of God like his life revealed the will of God to us and so if Jesus never said to anyone that came to him it's not God's will for you to be healed if he had said that it'd be different but he didn't say that in fact his his actions and his words demonstrate that it's always the will of God to heal does that mean it always happens no you know uh it doesn't always happen for us it, And I believe the same thing about debt raising. It's always God's will to to bring life to that which is dead, okay? But, man, in that moment, my life changed. Lisa, my life totally changed because I went from the will of God being kind of a murky, unclear thing to the will of God being very clear. The will of God, it's not a doctrine, you guys. It's not something you can summarize with words. The will of God is embodied by Jesus
0: that's so good that's so good and the reason that i had to share that particular story is because most people would have looked at that woman as being dead that's why i used that story because according to her life her purpose her condition they were just waiting for her to die so she yeah. basically, they didn't, know what was else they didn't know what else to do. So she was dead, according to them, because they didn't know. Right. But but when Jesus shows up, life happens.
1: Well, and think about that guy, too, that came and got me. Like, that dude must have been set apart. That dude, he'd been saved for two weeks. Somehow he got a handle on the fact that God's good. And, like, these people are coming in Jesus' name, maybe Maybe they can pray for her and make her better. Like, do you know the faith that guy had? Like, who's the hero in the story? It's probably that guy and the woman, right? Yep. It's that guy because he had two weeks of being saved and he had enough faith to be like, you know what? I'm going to have this random stranger pray for a
0: totally impossible thing because God. Like, that's amazing. And that's, see, that's the other thing too. When we, when we look at that we see it we go, oh my gosh, that's such a great story. That's so cool. But would we have the faith if somebody was in that condition, do we just let like yeah. grandma, yeah. Sorry, we'll just say grandma, do, yeah. do we just like take grandma and be like, well, I don't know. It doesn't look like grandma's going to make it. So we're yeah. just going to, and I, I had. You know, I, I have had that circumstance where, where somebody is at their, you know, they, they've given two weeks or whatever. And it's like, you you try to be cautious, but you also try to take the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And so, whereas I might say, well, we need to to ask, we need to see what the Lord wants to do. But you know, what's really interesting, Tyler, is that like, as I prayed, because I, like, I already said what I thought. Because of my what I thought. But when I prayed, it shifted. There were things, there was hope in it, there was purpose in it, there was life in it, there was healing in it. It was like, wait, where did this come from? Because I like, here I was already saying, Well, you know, I don't want to give anybody a false hope. You know, the person's in right. their 90s, but when when do we give ourselves permission just to let God be God and we don't have to look at the circumstances? Because technically, we're supposed to live. A, it says that if a man, you know, lives to be a hundred, that they're blessed. So anything less than a hundred is like not so good. Correct? Yeah, totally,
1: totally.
0: So when you when you do these things, and you have so many stories, hence the book. But you have so many stories that, and you've, like you said, you've cried with people, but so did Jesus. Jesus cried with people. He wept with people. He is our comforter. And there's something about seeing the supernatural. And when you get hold of it, there, there becomes this, like, like this hunger, I guess that's the best way I can describe it. It's like, wait, I've seen the miracles. I've seen stuff. Like, I want to see the more. And I think that's, that's where God is kind of taking his kids is he's bringing us into this place where, where he's, he's really kind of stretching us to do the more.
1: Yeah, I agree. And you know, the more we haven't even come close to the more, like even even the dead raising, it's not the more, the the more is not the dead raising. Uh, I I don't even think we've even come remotely close to what God has in store for the church when we believe. Nope, and it's no like we haven't even, yeah, our imaginations aren't even strong enough to comprehend or to think of the wonderful things that he has in store if we just believe. And well, because raising just part of it.
0: Well, I just don't believe that. I don't think, I shouldn't say I don't believe, I don't think that we're ever prepared for a miracle. Because it's not like we wake up that day and go, hey, I think today's going to be a miracle day. <laughs> you know, we don't, yeah. we just don't think that way. But when we're confronted with it, you know, when we're confronted with that opportunity where we're able to touch hands with God and touch hand on a person and say, okay, Papa, Let's, let's do this. This is your will. This is what you want. You've sent me to this location. You've given me this opportunity just to release this, this wonderful gift that you've given to all your children. Totally. And so, you know, when, when we see that and we can see that, wait a second, God used me for, for something that it wasn't something I, I had to ask for or look for or seek for. It was just, I just was at the right place at the right time.
1: Yep, that's, that's really what
0: it is because then it keeps, it keeps you in that place of humility. Cause like, dude, if we think that <laughs> we think that we can do stuff and I love my, one of my favorite things that you say is that you saw Jesus and you kind of see, I, you saw him stepping into you. And yeah. one of the visions that I've had is I saw us putting on the Jesus suit. I literally mm-hmm. like saw myself like putting on this Jesus suit and putting on like his back. Oh, It was like I saw all the the ripped shreds of his back, but I was putting Mm. it on. It's like if we put on the Jesus suit every day, then those things can't stand. Death can't stand because he has the keys to life and death. Sickness can't stand because of the stripes. We were healed. We have been healed. It's a done deal. So why do you think so many people are so afraid? And I think that's it. Is they're afraid? They don't want to look foolish. They don't want to... They don't want to hurt somebody or or they just, you know, it's just like with the guy who says, you know, can can you heal me? What is it that you want? He's like, well, I want you to heal me if it be your will. And Jesus is like, yeah, it's my will. It's my will. It's my will. It should
1: have been a done done deal from that point on. It should never have been taught in churches ever again.
0: So so, what do you think it is? Now we're just going to speculate a bit, a little bit. What do you mean? What do I think? What is like? Why what do you? What agree? do you think? What is the disconnect? Because I still feel that there's a disconnect. Because I'm praying for some stuff. I'm praying for some stuff, and I'm not seeing the breakthrough. And I'm like, Lord, because I've seen it. I've saw. I mean, you know, going to the courts of heaven, or 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 you know, getting on your face, or getting in an angel showing up, or whatever it is, like something so crazy out of, you know that shows up that says, okay, this is going to be done. This is a done deal, but then you don't see the manifestation of it. And you're like, huh. And is that just the enemy saying, do you believe? Did he say that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons probably. I mean, the church still teaches a lot of religion. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I've seen with itinerant ministry of, of like 13 years uh, I've seen every problem under the sun in churches um, from Gnosticism to, I mean, all kinds of forms of idolatry, whatever, you know, but in the end, um, man, we just got to take a drink and, and uh, just receive his love and then be loved to other people. You know, it's not very difficult. It's not very complicated um, but you know, I've always been like a risk taker, you know, it's not hard for me just to push all the chips into the middle of the table and be like, oh, I'm all in, you know, I've got, I've got a two and a three in my hand, you know, I'm all in, uh, maybe not everyone's like that. I don't know. Lisa, you're a risk taker too, you know, yeah, you're yeah. Fine with be- you know, I think the thing is about you, you and me, Lisa, is that we're fine looking like a fool to people. Mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with that, dude. Nope. Cause I'm right you know like like i'm convinced like i've walked through enough that if i'm stepping out and praying for people you know publicly in a mall or something and people think that's funny and they want to mock me or something it's like that's fine you can it doesn't offend me at all like because i would have done the same thing a while ago but i'm right and so when the person gets healed you're gonna see you know so i'm i'm totally cool with playing the fool looking like a fool in order to do god's stuff it makes me happy actually i get drunk in the spirit off it like it's all good Uh, absolutely
0: and that's that's one of the things like just to listen to you and just to hear like because you 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 have such a beautiful beautiful teaching about song of songs and that song of songs teaching like totally got me like hooked i was like oh now I understand. <laughs> now I understand that love. Now I understand like how much he really loves us. And so we have how Jesus loves us as the bride and we have, um, whoa, an angel just flew by. Uh, whoa. Um, sorry. <laughs> All of a sudden it's just like, whoosh. um, and then we have like Papa's love for us, which is like that fatherly love. You know, and we have like Holy Spirit's love for us, which is like that mama, you know, that, that comforter, that one who's going to help to teach us. Because I always see like the, the three different parts of, um, of the love, you know, that love triangle that, that pulls us in and and feeds those different parts of us. But Mm. when you know that you're so loved, when you know that, that you, you are his, you shouldn't have to worry how the world sees you yeah. because you know that papa sees you
1: that's yeah, all intimacy, that matters the intimacy that i got out of song of songs that's probably what made me fearless mm-hmm. because i knew that if god was pleased with me it didn't matter who was displeased with me
0: yes because i was a
1: majority then right like me plus god's a majority and um So I think, I mean, I, you know, I tell people all the time is the song of songs is what launched us into raising the dead and everything else because we, we discovered intimacy with God through this book. You know, there's, there's nothing like it, man. You know, at least I was just thinking the other day, I was like, I need to start teaching my kids how to read song of songs because Holy Spirit will begin to minister to them through it. Um, Joshua, Jacob and Lily all now read Mm -hmm. and um, it'd be really cool to start teaching it to them
0: well and it's a it's such it's such a powerful teaching especially like when you when you truly grasp it when you get it and you understand that he's speaking to like, you're, you can see the of my woman, but but we have to look at it as it's his bride. We are his bride. So he's really speaking to us. And just the way that you taught it. And when I read it, when I you know actually it was an audio that, that you gave me, oh, Lord, it was so mm-hmm. good. And it changed and it shifted my focus because people will say to you, oh, you need to read Song of Songs, you know, and you're like, I'm reading it. And, you know, you don't get it. But then there, there comes a time where it just like connects and you go, oh, I'm the Shulamite woman. <laughs> Wait oh. a second, <laughs> you know? Really? And that's, that's where I kind of feel that in this, this, um, this breakdown of what has happened with, the, um, with not being able to go to certain churches and with the, not being able to, uh, to have that kind of fellowship where we are being fed the cookies. Let's just go yeah. there. You know, we weren't feeding. We weren't getting fed the cookies. You know, that made us feel good. So we had, what did we have to do? We had to actually go and, oh, my gosh, learn how to feed ourselves by reading the word of God and spending time with him because yeah. we couldn't be fed by the big uh, box store anymore. Yeah. You, you know, true. the animal crackers were gone. Just saying. And so it was time for us to kind of delve into the word of God and to start to discover who we were. And especially, you know, in the very beginning of everything, because t- t- I think today is actually the one year anniversary. Oh, really? hmm One year ago today, I got, my, I got a phone call saying, okay, we're closed for three months. Three months, we were closed. Two
1: weeks to flatten the curve.
0: <laughs> I know. But I'm just saying, so it was a year. But in yeah. that year, in that year, I grew so much. Yeah. I grew so much because first we didn't understand it. So where were we on our faces? Speaking, seeking, asking yeah. the Lord, you know, and that and asking for miracles and signs and wonders. And we were asking for all these things and just, um, I think what it started to do is it started to truly separate the wheat from the tares. That's good. Right. Okay. So I know you wanted to deal. What what, what were you going to say, honey?
1: Oh, I was just going to say to anyone that's listening, if you haven't ever um, had your heart captured by God in those song of songs, let me give you a little, like a two minute brief little shotgun blast about what we're talking
0: about. I'm going to, I'm going to hide.
1: Okay. (laughs) Bye Lisa. (laughs) Um, so just so you guys know, um, the rabbinical tradition of the last 2,400 years, okay. Or, uh, yeah, 2,400 years, I believe. Maybe even longer than that. I can't remember the exact number. It's either 2,700 or 2,400. has been to read this book. So the rabbis, they read this book as a book between God and his people. All right. So we all know that. Marriage on earth is a um, parallel to the greater reality of God and his bride, right? So, although this book was written um, about the context of marriage, the rabbinical tradition has always been to take those same truths that um, Solomon says between a man and a woman and prophetically read those into our relationship with God, okay? So, you can read this entire book as you and the Lord having a conversation. Doesn't that sound appealing? Um, It's the most amazing book to pray, read with God. So, Tyler, how do you do that? Well, um, what I'll do is I'll I'll take a verse, and I'll just go really slowly with it. It's a whole different pace, you guys. This is called meditative prayer. And this, okay, Song of Songs. If you dive into it, not only will your relationship with Jesus flourish, but He will tap on parts of your heart that He'll ask for entrance into parts of your heart that you've never, that you didn't even know existed. Um, he'll want into every area of your life, um, and the outcome of that the result will be an increase in miracles in your life because your connection to God will increase. Um, your vulnerability, um, obviously, just deep, soul-wrenching, beautiful intimacy will happen. See, every book in the Bible has a different emphasis. So you've got Genesis with creation and, and what happened with the flood and all, you know, a story of what's going on. You've got Psalms, which are basically worship songs into the Lord, right? You've got the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that covered the life of Jesus, or Acts, which talks about the 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 beginning of the church, or you know, on and on and on. You've got all these different books about different things in the Bible. Okay. But see, the Song of Songs, it is <laughs> it is a window into the emotions of God's heart towards you. Now, if you could hear anything. Out of everything that we've said right now, just remember that the the book of Song of Songs is a window into God's emotions towards you. It's really important because we connect with the Lord um, in our heart. Like most people do it through prayer and worship, but it's not very often that we use scripture to touch like the depths of our heart, like. It's not many times in the Bible where God talks from an emotional place. Okay. Many times it's it's truths, you know, like, uh, I mean, you name it, you know, Uh, there's truths that we're eating of in the scriptures, you know, and and there's doctrinal facts and truths that we're trying to take in and let our mind be renewed and all that. But we're all emotional beings and we all have the need to be loved and to love and when you dive into the Song of Songs, knowing that it's a prophetic book between you and the Lord, um, a whole nother thing opens up in the scriptures and um, it will revolutionize your life. Uh, most, most of the saints in the past that worked miracles, they had one thing in common. <laughs> they all studied more than anything else the Song of Songs. You can go back and look look that up. I mean, there's no other book in the Bible that has more commentaries about it written other than Romans. Like Song of Songs has always been an obsession of people that are hungry for more of Jesus because this book unveils the emotions of God's heart. So how you do it, you could just start with the first. Well, it's actually the second verse. It says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth for your love is more delightful than wine. So how do you pray that to the Lord? Okay. What does a kiss represent? A kiss represents intimacy. Uh, when she says, um, because it's it's the bride praying, which is us, right? Um, when it says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. She's actually starting. It's like how you start a prayer. It's like a it's the beginning of a prayer. She's saying, Lord, I invite you to come love on me in an intimate way. Um, and I just give you total reign. And control over, over all of me. Like come love me however you want. See, that's a good way to start to pray to the Lord, right? Like, Lord, just come kiss me with the kiss of your mouth. Like I just invite your intimacy. Even right now, pray with me. Like, Lord, we just invite you to just come minister to us right now. Like you can love us however you want. Lord, we open our ears to your voice and we open our hearts to your affections. We invite intimacy right now. We want to know you and we just thank you that you're a gentle God. That you, when you interact with us, Lord, you're not harsh or mean, but Lord, you just come and you just sweetly kiss us on the cheek. You just tell us that you love us. God, we're so thankful that you're a God of love. And then the second part, um, see, if you prayed that with me, it's already happening. Like I almost started crying. Uh, the second part, and I've okay, I've read these verses thousands of times, right? The second part of this verse says, for your love is more delightful than wine. What is she saying? When in in biblical times was wine used, it was wine, wine was used in celebration. So it's a drink of celebration. Now, the perverse side of wine is that people can be drunk on it and do dumb stuff. But wine ultimately is a drink of celebration. Okay, it's. Uh, When this is talking about how God's love is more delightful than wine. That's a crazy statement. Because what she's saying is that God's love is greater than anything else that causes the heart to celebrate. You understand? That's a big deal. Because she first invites his love. And then she makes a faith declaration. Saying, I believe that your love is a better high than any other high. That's, that's the essence of being saved. When you give your life to Jesus, you're saying, basically, I'm going to lay down my agenda because I believe that your agenda is better. I believe that your love is going to be better for me and it's going to be more enjoyable than the lifestyle that I've been living, right? So one, you invite the Lord in to just, you invite intimacy in. You prepare your heart. You posture yourself to receive from the Lord. And then secondly, You're like, Lord, I'm doing this because I believe that what you have, your love, that it's better for my heart. It's better for me. It's more enjoyable. It's more enjoyable than getting drunk. It's more enjoyable than godly, righteous, marital sex. It's better than any drug out there. It's better than anything. Lord, that heaven itself is being in your presence and receiving of your love. Lord, right now, let heaven fill the room. Even right now, Lord, we just declare that your love, God, again, we just recommit ourselves to you right now by saying that, Lord, your love is greater than any other pleasure in the world, Lord. We enjoy your love. God, your bliss. We thank you for the joy of the Lord. We thank you for the bliss that comes from being loved by you. Jesus' name. So that's how you read the Song of Songs. Now, you could stay on that first that second verse there for, you know, an hour. Um, there was a period of my life where I only read this book. It was a couple year period where I didn't read anything else in the Bible. And I just went through this verse by verse with the Lord. And it's amazing because there's times where the bride is like, I'm, 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 I'm uh, dark, am I yet lovely? And she's confessing that she feels shame about things and she doesn't think she's beautiful. And Jesus just over and over again comes in and just breaks off the shame. And he just tells her, you're lovely. You're beautiful. You're you're the most beautiful of women. Like there's nobody that captures the Lord's heart like you do. Yeah. There's these. Epic truths in this about how God feels about you guys that that will just change your life forever. There's, there's no going back dude. uh, it just, it, it wrecks me. So, um, that's song of songs and uh, it's wonderful.
0: So good. We have to have you come back on and we need to do another teaching. We tried to do a teaching and, uh, we were having all kinds of computer problems. Like it was, remember, we were having all, I Oh my gosh.
1: I remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And it was, it was really funny because in that season I was having so many attacks against like my broadcast. I was having tons. It was just like ridiculous. It was like, Rob, I would Rob's just
1: laugh. You and it looks great right now.
0: Well, it's, we definitely have gotten some, some new things, but I Rob's will tell you. The was, <laughs>
1: the Rob. I, I will
0: I will say that, it, that it, a lot of my, I've gotten some people to start praying. So that, that's also very smart to do is to get people to start praying because seriously, that is, we have to, especially if there's stuff that's coming against us, I think that we have to, we have to understand that, that there's a reason it's coming against us because that's probably our greatest gifting. So the things that, that you're constantly battling with and, and just, you know, it's like a constant, it's like, oh, well, that's why, because that's what I'm supposed to do, or that's where I'm supposed to go or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and so, cause the enemy, the enemy doesn't want you to fulfill your destiny, but that's okay. Cause God wins. Just saying, right.
1: Yes, Lord. And Lord just bless Erica. K.
0: Yes.
1: And this of honor, Lord, Erica, I saw a picture of you. I felt like the Lord has a new adventure for you. And I saw you going down a water slide into a pool. Um, and I think it's an invitation into deeper places with the Lord, but there might be like an initial drop where you're like, whoa, where am I headed? What's going on? Cause it's so deep. And, and so Lord, we just bless Erica in in more of our intimacy with the Lord and, and new adventures. Lord, we just bless Kay's heart too. Just uh, bless Kay's heart, like the gentleness and the kindness of her heart. Lord, I thank you that you are a gentle kind God and you know exactly how to hold her heart and how to hold Kay right now. And uh, we just pray more love over her, God. And we just bless Vessel of Honor Ministries as well. Um, when I read your name just now, I saw gold bars. And so I'm just going to prophesy over you um, prosperity, that you, would, uh, that you would just walk in crazy generosity and crazy uh, prosperity. Deuteronomy That's 8, so 18 over you, Vessel of Honor. Deuteronomy. Her name 8-8. is
0: Derek Lynn. Who is it? Derek Lynn. Derek? Derek you Lynn. Derek? It's a she. Derek Lynn.
1: Derek. Yes, Lord. Derek I'll Lynn. You Derek
0: prayer. Lynn.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. Jesus. So cool.
0: So cool. You are so awesome. I told you the G stood for great. Mm. Come on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I told you I, I tried to warn you people that when when Tyler is in the house it is a you're either crying laughing or both and possibly on the floor just mm-hmm. saying'
1: <laughs> well, when, when i got into this book when uh, i got into song of songs i would mm-hmm. read i would read a couple of the and then i'd just begin to pray it to the lord and uh dude so many mornings when i was studying that i was just a puddle on the floor and that that had not happened to me i was new and i think one of the most defining moments was um i was reading this and the lord kept saying i mean the whole basically jesus saying you're beautiful And he's trying to pound it into your head, like, because we just don't believe that. We don't believe that we have value in his eyes apart from our good works. But, like, he just says, you're beautiful, period. He actually says that the way that he sees you is flawless. Like, there is no flaw in you in his eyes. He doesn't see any problems with you, Lisa. You know, like, Kay and Darren and uh, Derek, like, the Lord says that all beautiful you are, you know there is law on you, and that that is a really tough. That's a tough truth to receive. It's wonderful, but it's tough, um, because everything in us wants to kick against that. And I remember one one day, um, the Lord just said, "Son, I don't want to change you. I just want to love you," and I just wept because everything religion had ever taught me was that i needed to do better i needed to change i needed to act more holy i needed to be more righteous and and then the lord just came in with this totally different way of doing things and he's like don't worry about trying to self manage yourself or Try to get all this stuff they see out of control in your life under control, like just let me love you. If you let me love you, the change that needs to happen will will happen. But it's like, it's like with my kids right now. You know, we have a toddler, and you know, if he tries to change his own diaper, it doesn't go well. It's, it's, it's a mess. And it's like, dude, just keep your hands up above your waistline. And keep them there. Don't try to clean yourself up. I'll take care of it, right? Uh, Just let me do it. And so much of the time, you know, we think we need to change and be different. You know, when when in reality, we just need to let our guard down and let God just delight in us. Mm -hmm. You know, we just need to let the Lord delight in us and believe it and like allow him to do it. Dude, you know how many of God's kids won't even let God love on them? Yep. It's most of us. We have so much self-hatred that we don't even know about because we've never let him in deep enough. I remember I couldn't believe it when he started dealing with self-hatred. like I was I'm, I'm athletic, I'm not a terrible looking guy. you know I, I've, I've never been the loner or you know I had a good life and I still had so much self-hatred and I didn't know that I did. Until God's love came in so powerfully, and I realized I was resisting it, or I'd want to push it away. And he was like, you are dealing with shame, guilt, and condemnation, and they all stem from self-hatred. And he told me, he said, when you don't love who you are, you, you aren't honoring what I created right? Like if if we don't look at ourselves and say, I am a child of God and he made me exactly like I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to delight in his creation because he made me and I'm tired of ripping this thing apart. Right. Like I'm done with condemnation and, 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 and self-hatred it's self-hatred. Like we're out of agreement with God when we're, when we're in self-hatred and you know what people do religiously, they, they, they put a masquerade of like a, Spiritual humility over their self-hatred when really they just hate themselves mm-hmm. and they act like it's humility, you know. Oh mm-hmm. trying to oh, okay, trying to be humble. <laughs> but I that he um, he goes the it's it's chapter seven, verse ten. It says, I belong to my lover and his desires for me. So mm-hmm. it's the bride speaking, and she says, I belong to my lover and his desire is for me. And the Lord said to me, he goes, he goes, when you're, when you are in self-hatred, you're not in agreement with me because I love you. And I remember it just rocked me, dude. It just blew me away.
0: That's so good.
1: I must, like, I must love me because I am his desire. Mm. But see what the church is, they'll say, they'll say, um. Because the world has a version of self love, which is narcissism, right? And it's a form of idolatry. And that's not what I'm talking about. Not talking about that. What I'm talking about right here is acknowledging that God's desires for us and we need to agree with that. And dude, if you're a princess, if you're a prince, act like it. Don't act like something. You know? So stupid. Anyway. Fix that
0: crown. Fix but that. Enough, you know, it's enough
1: shooting on ourselves, right? Right. We yeah. should on ourselves enough. Yeah. I should. I should. I should. Instead, we just need to just be good with how God made us and let Him love on us. And anything that needs to be changed will change. And but most people don't let Him love on them. You know.
0: Nope. So. And that's that's part of. I think that's also part of the um the not understanding what love looks like. Because we, just like the Shulamite woman, she kept saying, I'm, how dark am I? Turn, yeah. turn from me. Because I yeah. am a, I am a hot mess. 100%. <laughs> don't we all know look that. at me. Right? We all know that. Right. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm a hot mess. Please don't look at me. But, but God, but, you know, Jesus is saying No. No. And that was one of the, one of the first encounters that I ever had with Jesus. I remember when I was going to dance with him, I remember that I was staring and I was, because he he has a V-neck, uh, his robe is a V-neck and I could see his chest hairs and I could literally see them coming out of his skin. And it was like, Oh, I'm looking at Jesus's chest hairs, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like freaking out, but I couldn't look at him. Mm-hmm. I could not look at him because I did not think I was worthy.
1: Yeah, totally. And so we
0: started to dance and he stopped and he took his finger and he put my, put it underneath my chin and he pulled my head up to look at him, to see him fully face to face. No more shame, no more nothing. It was like, no, you're going to look me in the eyes so yeah. you can see that I see you. That's when everything started to change.
1: And there's even a verse that says, show me your face. Let me hear your voice for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Mm-hmm. We've even seen people get delivered of demons when we read that over them. Come on. I just kept reading it over this girl, my friend Jules, over and over and over again. She got totally mm-hmm. delivered of a demon that was all about self-hatred and shame. Every time we'd worship, she'd curl up in a fetal position and just curl up on, in a ball on the floor and cover her face. That's oh, a spirit no. of shame. That's self-hatred. You can tell a spirit of shame because when people when worship starts, people will cover up their face. Uh or they won't like they won't bring their 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 face up just to, to look to God. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, we read that over her and she started doing that. She started like letting the Lord see her mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. she got totally delivered, man. Totally delivered. It's awesome.
0: That is so yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. So okay. No. if people want to go and get your, your little, um, CD, of a uh, song of songs. Is, Cause you also, is it a book too, or is it just the, uh, it's this, it's this... in our
1: how to raise the dead book. It's the first chapter.
0: Oh, okay. So hold on. Let's, let's get rid of that. Let's do that. Well, I mean, it's at
1: one glance, so it's fine. <laughs> that's a different one.
0: Oh, that's a different one. Okay. That's the
1: testimonies of all the ones in history.
0: Mm-hmm. And then how to raise
1: the dead is the yellow one. Mm-hmm. And in that has song of songs, but I'll tell you guys what, if, if some of you guys are hungry for this stuff, I'll send you guys. Just message me on Facebook. I'm under Tyler G Johnson, and I'll send you guys the link. You can download it for free. It's like four and a half hours of teaching on Song of Songs. It's what you listen to, I think, Lisa.
0: It's so good. I, I had, 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 I, had the, uh, I had the I had the discs. I had to find something. Oh, of the- nice. Yeah, I had. If you ever want the hard
1: copy of it, tell me and I'll send you the link. Lisa, I totally
0: want the hard copy. Are you kidding me? I could live in that. I could live in that place because I gotta teach my kids,
1: man. I gotta teach them.
0: See, see, you thought this this was just about teaching about raising the dead, but this is actually a wake up call for you to go teach your kids. Right,
1: (laughs) and it always goes back to intimacy, man. (laughs) Always, yeah. Yeah. It always goes back. All miracles back go back to love.
0: Absolutely. Now that's, thank you, Derek Lynn. So this is his website, which is oneglance.org. So if you guys want to bless Tyler, which I would highly, highly recommend, he has five beautiful children. Oh my gosh, you're so stinking cute. Um, so, and a beautiful wife. And so, because a lot of ministries have kind of shut down because of everything that's been going on. So if you would like to bless his socks off, you just need to go to One glance dot org. And there is a nice little PayPal things that you can just go flood him and just love on him just the way that he has loved on you. So that's what you guys can do. So thank you guys for, for asking, because I believe that, um, when we, when we bless somebody, I think that it comes back and especially, you know, when we, um, when we have been fed well, it's always nice to, uh, to give honor to those who have set the table because I truly believe Tyler, you have set a banquet today. We talked about dead raising, we talked about supernatural stories, but most importantly we talk about where all of that stuff came from. And that is from intimacy with Jesus.
1: Amen, dude. It's look how nicely
0: all wrapped up. So nice, nice little
1: <laughs> nice little package. <laughs> do you guys like my little office here? We do. Do you want to know we what do. all these are let me see how do Dad. I point to see all those up there In okay these? Yeah. these are all i'm a person so all these are notes that my wife writes me anywhere from i'm sure you blessed a bunch of people tonight if i'm speaking at a big conference to Aww. i think you are hot which is a great word of affirmation from <laughs> <you all. laughs> um so i keep these things close because when i'm praying and stuff i'll look up and see on this side says top 10 reasons why my dad is the best dad in the world
0: oh i love that That's awesome. come on and Lily
1: wrote this it says you can't see him how reaches it. It says god so okay. loved the world that he gave his one and only son who believed that any 20, 20 of them believes in him will not die but have eternal life and then she just wrote below it so he has a plan for you and anytime I'm struggling or I'm d- like discouraged, I'll be like, Dude, God has a plan. It's going to be okay.
0: God has a plan. He has such a good plan for you because you are so, you are just such uh you're such a gift. You really are. It should be Tyler Gift Johnson, but I do, li- <laughs> I do like the great, I'm just saying, but I, but really you are a gift. You've been a gift in my life. You have been such a gift in my life and I am so Thank very you. grateful for you. And, um, and this has been so much fun. But I would love for this you to have This is my picture you... on Facebook. Someone's asking. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm
1: drinking coffee. Be-
0: because coffee is. Coffee is. Coffee is.
1: Deliverance. Coffee.
0: <laughs> See, that's it. First thing we did when we got. First thing we do, go get coffee. The first that's thing. Like, go get coffee. It was like, okay, Thank what you. are we getting? We're getting coffee. And we weren't going to like Dunkin' Donuts. We're like, no, we got to go get a coffee.
1: Really? You
0: don't- <laughs> What?
1: Sean Hurley, right?
0: Wait, say that one more. Yes, I I love Sean. Yeah, Sean's great. Sean, Sean is great. One of
1: us Peru. Sean yes. started his toffee fast today. <gasps>
0: oh, oh, Lord Sean. help! Lord help Sean! Lord help Sean! I That's love right. Sean. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna actually have Sean come back on Touch by Pair. It's been a while since he's been on. I'd love you. to. Yeah, I love him. I just love him. Oh, I just love him. We're at right on. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. Abba. Somebody keeps a uh, page. Page Robinson keeps talking about Abba Java. I want to know what that is. Is there a coffee called Abba Java? Mm. Like, is that a possibility? Come on, come on. I'm looking
1: right now for the link to the intimacy stuff because someone's already messaging me about it. See, there wanted, you go. I can give you guys it with notes too if you want notes so you can follow. Heck along yeah!
0: With... Oh yeah!
1: Oh, I want that- to just put it in the chat.
0: Well, if you put it in oh, the chat, if you put it in the chat, if it's on Periscope, it's kind of hard to get to. So send it. Hmm, what should we do? Put all- it in session. the chat. Put it in the chat. Mm-hmm. No, put it. Put it in the chat, and then what we can do is um um, and then send it to me,
1: and I'll I put don't a even link know. on in the chat. So don't worry about it. Oh, oh. Judy just asked me to.
0: Yeah, you could put it in the chat. Just see where it says like you can write.
1: To everyone. <laughs> You got Erica more on you. Jesus okay.
0: Say yeah, everybody loves probably,
1: you. I don't know how to get in the chat, so it's fine.
0: Well, that's okay. Send it to me. And what we'll do is I'll put it up. I'll put it up underneath your, your broadcast on my oh, website. So we'll do that so that people can cool. find it. So if they, if you guys go to touch by prayer, it won't be up until probably after the broadcast is done or possibly tomorrow. But I promise that, that, that I'll get it to you guys. So you can also message me and I'll see mm-hmm. if I can get it up But I'll, I'll put it up on the broadcast so that people can who hey, see it later.
1: Let's pray for everybody that's listening.
0: Heck yeah. Let's do that.
1: Okay. This is what I'm going to pray. Okay. Oh, I can feel the Holy ghost on me over this. Yes, Lord. Oh, All right. If you're listening right now, just close your eyes real quick and just receive from the Lord. God right now to everyone that's listening. Lord, we just release a grace to receive the love of God in Jesus' name.
0: Mm, that's so good. I'm telling you, God is doing something today.
1: Come on. just a Just a fresh grace on you guys to just receive the love of God. And even, and especially when it makes you uncomfortable, just to dive in because he's a safe daddy. He's a safe bridegroom. He's not going to hurt you. He doesn't want into the deep, dark places because he's going to make fun of you or because he's going to condemn you. He wants in there because he just wants to throw love everywhere. And so, you into the deepest, the darkest of their heart so that you can just color around and so that you can just embrace all of them. I pray grace over them. And Lord, I ask that the fruit, of this intimacy would be miracles, souls, signs, and wonders in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Jesus. Amen. Oof. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. That was good. Amen. Heck yeah! Fill up my love tank. There you go. <laughs> I think that's what everybody needs. I need. Mean, we need to go get filled up.
1: Oh man! Just reading the verses, I was like, dude, I got to revisit this. I got to go back. I know,
0: right? That's it, because that's that's where we get it from. We get our essence and our our everything from him. He is life.
1: Well, there's like, no so- like. What's crazy, you guys, about Song of Songs is the deeper you go, the the deeper you go, the the bigger it gets. And what I mean by that is like in heaven. In heaven, there's no there's no limit to like the land of heaven. It just goes on forever. But in the same way that heaven's eternal going out, heaven's also eternal going in. And what I mean by that is you can pick up a flower in heaven and you can actually go into it. And in it is universes and worlds. It never, There's no end to everything in heaven. It's all expansive and it's eternal. And so Song of Songs, you step into that heavenly realm when you read Song of Songs, where one verse, actually a world, it's like a formation encounters. There's a whole world of encounters in one verse make sense because a limit to it. It's each. So I don't
0: know. Does That's that make so sense? awesome. Makes a lot of sense. Great. Totally makes Great. a lot of sense. Okay. So I'm going to put this back up. If you guys would like to go ahead and if you'd like to get his book, there's soup uh, stories of the supernatural, which is finding God in Walmart and other fun unlikely places i'm adding the fun because with tyler it's always fun you can also get his book which is the dead are raised so you can find that and also how to raise the dead correct
1: yeah and i think there i think there's, there's another
0: one right there's
1: five books there's a bunch of two fictions yeah. all kinds of lisa See? you plug things hard you guys i didn't plug into this <laughs> she's
0: well, okay, so people need to know the awesomeness of Tyler Johnson because I've been telling people how awesome you are. So I'm just sharing it. See, I like to share with my friends. So sharing is caring. And so, and plus I care about you. So I want you to be blessed. Yeah. So I well, you know how I feel. So, but thank you for coming on Touch by Prayer. I'm gonna have you back on. We're gonna do a whole whole hour about <laughs> Song of Songs, bring your tissues, and we'll we'll let's figure out, we'll figure out a day. Sounds good?
1: Sounds good, dude.
0: Okay. um, That's I'm going to put you on the side. I'm going to say goodbye to everybody.
1: Sounds good. Bye, guys. Okay,
0: hold on. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Like I said, if you guys would like to go to oneglance.org, you can find all the stuff about Tyler Johnson. Make sure that you also go and check him out on Facebook. You can follow him and friend request him. It's Tyler G because he's great Johnson. So you can go there. You can also, we will definitely be able to uh, get the stuff up. I hope that you guys have been as blessed as I have been because he truly, he just is he carries the father's heart. He really does. And I am telling you, once you you start to read and start to get that insight, psh, you will never, ever be the same. So thank you guys so much for, for staying on Touch by Prayer and hanging out with us for a little bit longer. If this has blessed you, please make sure that you go out and you uh, share this with other people and just remember to go out and touch someone. God bless and good night.